Fostering with Love, Episode 4, for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2010. Adventures in Feeding. Hey everybody, my name is Dan, and I am a foster parent. I know it's been uh, two weeks since I put out the last podcast, and up until now I've been doing it once a week, so it's been uh, not quite as crazy the last couple weeks, but it's been a good time. We've gone camping again just uh, this last weekend and had a lot of fun, but uh, one thing that has been difficult that I'm going to talk about this episode is feeding and I'm sorry if this podcast is turning out turning out to be a a podcast about caring for a three-month-old baby, but um, for those of you who are going to, you know, want to just only take in placements of newborns, I uh, hope this is great for you and for others. We're going to take in an, a second placement again soon, maybe even today, and he'll be a nine-month-old, so... Um, he'll be moving around a little bit more and that'll be different. But anyways, talk a little bit now about feeding our little three month old guy. He's almost four months old now. When he, he has a, he's had a pediatrician who neither of us like at all and really think needs to retire. And luckily we've gotten him with a new guy, but he told the bio mom that, uh, you need to feed the baby. Uh, an ounce, and then burp him, and then feed him an ounce and burp him, and this little guy's had feeding issues, and he's got reflux, and so the birth mom, who we've actually started a relationship with, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast, but, um, you know, she was going off what this this doctor had been saying. We found out she had actually been going in several times a week saying, I'm having trouble feeding this guy. And that's one of the main reasons that he was taken is that he was failure to thrive, which means he wasn't gaining weight and she wasn't able to feed him too well. But we think now that some of that may have may have been the horrible directions she was given by the pediatrician this little guy was going to. Um, Because, you know, when she'd been when he had been taken from her, she was still under his direction trying to stop the feeding after an ounce and burp him. Well, that makes him all upset, and then it's really hard to feed him. And um, Also, something we thought was strange right from the beginning was that he had a little baby cereal mixed in with his bottle, which we were pretty sure you're not supposed to do. I'm, I, I should have researched this. I'm not sure how old an infant is supposed to be until you can mix in cereal into their bottle, but three months is too young. If you know the answer, please leave a comment on the blog at fosteringwithlove.blogspot.com. And, you know, it's supposed to give them more calories and thicken it up, but um, it actually kind of stopped him from being able to feed well. It impeded his ability to drink liquid that wasn't super thick. We took him off the cereal as soon as we got him, just because we knew he shouldn't be on that. And then he went back to that old pediatrician and he was put back on the cereal, but my wife took him to the guy that we go to that we take our two month old that we take our two year old 
Biosun 2. And, um, you know, he said, yeah, he shouldn't be on cereal. And he gave us this really strange stuff. It's called thickener. And it's like a clear liquid that adds a bunch of calories. And it makes it thicker because he was saying, you know, he's doing so bad at eating because he's having a hard time taking in this formula without the thick cereal mixed in. So we have been trying to feed him, or we had been trying to feed him without the cereal and then with a thickener. And um, before we got that thickener, it wasn't going too well, but uh, with the thickener, it was actually at first it was pretty challenging. And one morning at like, oh, <laughs> uh, it was before 6 a.m., we, he was up and he needed to eat and we wanted to make sure he ate a lot, not just the two ounces. He, we'd barely been able to get down him. So we actually took one of those syringes that you give like children's Tylenol to a, a kid in. And, you know, it's got five milliliters at a time you can suck in there. Well, <laughs> one little uh, squirt at a time, we fed him two more ounces. And probably only took about, I don't know, 10 minutes. But my wife was holding him. And I would take the syringe from her, put it in the bottle, suck out the formula, five little milliliters at a time, give it to her. <laughs> She'd squirt it in his mouth and he would drink it down. But we needed to get that stuff in him. He needed to eat. And so uh, she ended up going back and um, we got one of these variable nipples. If you know about baby nipples, uh, at least the kind we have, there's different sizes so that the baby can either suck harder or more fluid will come out with less effort. And the smaller the number, the smaller the hole in the nipple. And we had him on a two that we had sliced a little bit with a knife so that the cereal could come out. And he was just kind of drowning in it. And um, But a one he wasn't doing too well with. And so we got this new variable nipple. It's a one, two, and a three depending on what side of the bottle is facing up as you're holding the bottle horizontally you can rotate it and then there's little marks little dashes with a one a two and a three kind of like roman numerals and if he has the two facing up with this variable nipple he does really well and so ever since then he's been drinking four and five and sometimes six ounces again it's great and we're still adding that thickener to help him. I guess it helps him to know that his his mouth to know that, you know, this is something weighty. I need to swallow it because he had been aspirating a little bit into his lungs and he's been sick a lot his whole life since before we've had him. And I think that's one of the reasons he's having a hard time swallowing formula down and aspirating a lot into his lungs, which just means he's getting liquid breathing it in instead of swallowing it to his stomach. That was, poor little guy, we feel so bad for him, but he's eating really well now uh, with this thickener, and the thickener adds, I think, 50 extra calories. And so um, it's great, and that's been going really well, but <laughs> we've been laughing and talking about that one morning where one uh, little syringe squirt at a time, we fed him the, the last two ounces of his bottle. Now is kind of rough, but you know, you do what you got to do to care for these kids. Something else that's really cool that's been developing is um, my wife had an appointment to take the little guy in, 
and the bio mom and her husband, uh, who's not the bio dad, but her husband came in, and my wife uh, kind of got to know them, and they had brought in the three-year-old with them, and they had to take the bus a long way to get to this appointment, and my wife could tell they were all pretty exhausted, and they had a long bus ride back home. I think it took them over an hour, what should take maybe 10 minutes driving, maybe 15 Less than 15 minutes driving. Anyways, my wife offered to drive them home. And so she did and got to hear a lot of their story and talk with them and uh, said, you know, if you're comfortable with it, um, if I could have your cell phone number, I could text you on how little baby's doing and, um, you know, keep you updated. So my wife has been texting her and, you know, telling her how we've been praying for her and, you know, she's asked us uh, how he's doing. And it's been really cool to be able to be a support system and an encouragement. I haven't. My wife's been doing all the texting back and forth. I haven't met them, but, you know, she shares all these texts with me. And I'm really proud of my wife. It's really cool that she's... It's one of the reasons she wanted to do foster care as well, is to kind of mentor these moms who've, you know, made some mistakes in their life, but we all make mistakes. We're all sinners. And, um, so she's been really, really glad that she can encourage this birth mom and just tell her, you know, we're here for you. We're praying for you. And just opening that line of communication. It's been really cool. And, you know, my wife has found that she is a good mom. She's made some mistakes but she's really trying, and uh, the little guy that we have placed with us, his bio mom is determined to get him back. My wife has been telling her that we're cheering for her, and so that's been really cool. Other than that, I'm sure that the next episode I'll have a lot more to share because very soon we're going to bring in another little guy. He is nine months old, and he should be placed with us today. So I'll have more to say about that. Hopefully within a week, I'll drop another podcast episode in the feed. But until then, thanks for listening. And, you know, if you have uh, any, any inklings towards looking more into foster care, I really encourage you to do it. Take the classes. You learn a lot. I actually thought they were kind of fun, but I'm weird like that. I liked school, so... <laughs> but you you learn a lot, and, and mostly what you really learn is that there is a huge need out there for these kids. There are so many children waiting to be placed into safe homes, and, you know, the state needs you to step up if you're able to. And I know that not everyone's called to that. I'm not saying that, but... Um, if you just feel a little inkling that maybe this foster care is something you would want to do, or maybe you just want to do respite care, which is taking children for like a weekend so that foster parents can get a little break, you know, check into that. There's also, uh, something you can do as a CASA, a court appointed special advocate, maybe special isn't the word there, but. Pretty much you go in and see if you think kids should be in 
their homes, if they should remain in there, if it's a safe place or not, and you advocate for the children, what the safety is for them and what the best thing for them is. Anyways, there's really a lot to research and look into, but I have a couple links on the right-hand side of my blog. I encourage you to check those out. Check out the Foster Parenting Podcast at um, fosterpodcast.com. They have over 80 episodes with a lot of great stories. And um, recently they have a new couple who's just starting out. Uh, They've been doing it for a while now, but I've just been listening to some of the episodes where they're just getting their first placements and talking about what it was like to go through the process of becoming certified or licensed to become foster parents. So again, (laughs) I'm just going to beat this drum again. The Foster Parenting Podcast is awesome and it's a great resource to go to to get more of an idea of what it's like to be a foster parent, which is the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast. So anyways, God bless and I'll talk to you later. Music used was Fresh, Deep Drum and Bass, Volume 2, by DJ Krauss, found at archive.org. This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Works, 3.0 U.S. License.